Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Enhancing Human Experience. This is episode 64, and this episode and tomorrow's episode is part of a two-part series on joy. Now, in a very real sense, we could probably name the whole podcast all about joy, because I talk a lot about joy, and I've, I do a lot of podcasts based on the essence and nature of joy. In fact, a couple podcasts ago, I talked about five ideas, quotes that people in the know, people like Gandhi, people like Albert Schweitzer, people like um, Rabindranath Tagore, they talk about joy in the way that it is it is what we're all seeking, right? And then and they talk a lot about those individuals talk about the service brings a joy, right? When we have a purpose, when we have a, a need to serve other peoples and a derive and drive to serve other people, that we're going to find joy in that. And so I talked all about that on that podcast. I think it was maybe 61, 62, but joy is an underlying basis to a lot of the things that I produce and a lot of things that I think about. In fact, my very first book, which was essentially a book of quotes, so I didn't really create these quotes, I curated them, is called Boundless Joy. And what it is, is 101 quotes about our true nature. And guess what it is? Right, it's joy. I think we know this, all of us know this on a deep, like intuitive level. But sometimes because of the nature of the mind, and it's outward focused you know, it's centered on the on the things and experience, the, the tastes, the sounds, the sights. We lose touch with our true nature, the core of our being, which is joy, comes from joy, and returns from joy. We lose sight of that and we start to compete. We have race consciousness. We have scarcity consciousness, maybe some poverty consciousness. If we're raised in environments where resources were very scarce or where we were impressed as a child with our consciousness upon scarcity consciousness or lack consciousness, we can develop that, right? And we then sever ourselves from the source of our joy and we start to compete in the world. We start to do things that we normally wouldn't do if we were fully connected with that joy. And the worst of all scenarios, it doesn't flow through us and into the world. That's like, I think, one of the worst things about being disconnected for, from joy. One, we don't get to experience it. And two, we don't get to express it in the world. And we don't get to work in the spirit of joy and create in the spirit of joy. And every action is imbued with this essence of joy. We don't get that if we're cut off from joy. So as you can imagine, that's a real problem, right? Because what does the world need more than anything else? Joy uplifting, right? Inspiration. Because if you're cut off from the source of what you are, which is joy, which is infinite bliss, all of those things that our our spirit, our higher self already knows and is, you can't bring it into the physical world. And we need all that in the physical world because if you look around, there are quote unquote problems or situations that we want to improve. We want to make heaven on earth, right? And to do that, we have to bring the joy in through us. It doesn't come in any other way other than through us and we become a conduit and a channel for the joy to flow into the world. So as I was developing these two shows, one, I was really excited to share this this stuff with you. And two, I knew that these messages and these ideas would have a real world tangible positive effect 
on your experience if you apply them. That's why I was really excited. So let me give you the rundown of what today's show and tomorrow's show we're going to talk about. So on today's show, we're going to talk about joy as being the end and the means. We're all familiar with the phrase, the end justifies the means. Well, sometimes that phrase gets turned in a negative way and they think, well, if you if you want to achieve something, you have to steamroll over other people. You have to be very aggressive. You have to just assert your will even to the detriment of those other people. That's sometimes how it's used. We're going to look at it a complete 180 from that and we're going to say, hey, if you want joy and happiness and bliss as the end, as the fruit of your labor, and when I say labor, I mean internal work and external work, working with our state of being and working with our state of activity, if you want joy as the end, fruit of that, you have to plant the seeds of joy all along the way. Because you can't you can't get joy if you plant a seed of hatred or anger or raw determination that, that is imbued with a quality of unhappiness or unfulfillment or not any meaning. You can't get joy by planting and, and putting that seed in the ground in your consciousness and in your activities. It's just not going to happen. So on today's show, we're going to talk about that. Joy as being the end and the means. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to look at how we can apply the KonMari method, which is based on Marie Kondo's work on essentially decluttering, right? How we can apply that method to our life and our business, because she applies it to things, right? Whether it's clothing or books or material objects, things in the home. She applies it in that way and helps people declutter. And I was turned on to this book by my good friend, Becky Dembowski. And when she told me about this, I was kind of like, well, that's really awesome because, you know, when the way Marie works, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, it's all about the joy, right? And so we're going to extend what she does with stuff, typically too much stuff, right? We all got a lot of stuff that we need to purge out to allow more space for us to kind of live our lives. What she does with stuff, we're going to do with our lives and our business. I'm really excited for both of these shows. So let's get into talking about joy is the end and the means. Like I talked about, we really can't get something. You can't have something happen if you're unhappy. You can't get happiness if you're unhappy all the way trying to get the happiness. And this is a huge lesson for me because I do have this notion, this kind of this consciousness in my mind that I'm I'm working past. It's a it's a constant thing. You know, we've all got our work to do in the world and a lot of it is internal mental work, cleaning up our consciousness and cleaning up our beliefs, making sure that our beliefs are aligned with the experiences we want to have. And so this has been work that I've done in my own life, and I still have that work to do. I think it's, um, you know, we we all have our work to do. It may be different for other, for, it's different for everybody, quite frankly. But, you know, you can't be unhappy working day to day and expect that one day you're going to find your happiness or you can't be working in the spirit of say drudgery or unhappiness or unjoy and eventually wake up one day and have the joy. And so this is one thing that I have to constantly remind myself at of, of as well because otherwise I would just put my head down 
to the exclusion of everything else and hammer it out and pound it out. Now, I've done that, and I'm sure you've done that in your own life. And you know what? That can get the job done. I have had experiences where I've told myself, hey, you're going to do this, whether you like it or not, because it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your future, for other people, right? It's going to be all around benefit. But it was coming coming at it from a negative consequence side or from a, a little bit of a, a push side or a will side, which isn't a wrong way. But if we approach it from the different angle and use a carrot instead of a whip, we're going to get a lot better results. And there's going to be a lot more happiness that's going to be infused into what we're doing. And also, the joy has to be there in order for the channel that all the good ideas flow through us to be really, really wide and really, really open. If we're not in the spirit of joy, then that I think that channel kind of closes off and or maybe closes off altogether. And then we're only left with relying on our race consciousness, which is inherently delusional. Have you ever done something or created something or made a decision from 100% race consciousness and had it be not divinely aligned and not really good for either yourself or other people or acted. This is another thing. Take an action from a place of ego mind or race mind where it's competitive, where it's scarcity consciousness driven. Have you ever done that? And let me just ask you, what kind of results did you get? Probably not very good. I know the results I've gotten when I do that are not very good. And I'm putting that mildly, by the way. But when you access the higher part of our of yourself and we get in touch with our inner being, our higher self, the wisdom inside of us, you could call it the soul if you want to. All those things I really think are the same thing, just people naming them different ways. When we access that higher aspect of ourselves and then we take action from a place of really groundedness and really rooted in our divinity, in abundance, in prosperity, in divine consciousness, right? Or maybe you are using God consciousness, right? I like to think of this notion of what would God do or what would Jesus do? That's a big popular bumper sticker, right? Those individuals, what would Buddha do? All of those individuals who have attained a level of enlightenment that is that transcends a lot of what we see in our world, what would they do? Well, they wouldn't be operating from ego mind and they wouldn't be operating from a place of if they got something, I lose something or I feel taken advantage of or I feel left out or this and that. Those are ego-driven motives and we'll never ever get the joy from that, will we? But when we operate from that place, if we don't have a higher level of awareness, we think that's going to bring us the joy, don't we? And one of the things that I'm really passionate about in my own life and also sharing is to share messages and information that help us detach and also tools that help us detach from that race mind that can drive us. In fact, I've talked about this on the podcast before. For a while there, I was developing a website and a product and a blog that was called Man vs. Mind because that's what we're really up against all the time. And by mind, I mean ego mind. This is what a lot of the Greek philosophers talked about, and they're talking about, you know, you, you've got to conquer yourself before you can conquer the world or before you can succeed in whatever it is you're doing. But if we allow our mind, our ego mind to drive us, we will never get the joy because you can't get joy from that state of consciousness. 
So back to our underlying message, the end justifies the means, the end being the fruit we want, the experience we want, which is always joy, which is always happiness, which is always bliss. We have to be in the spirit of that all the way to that. Every step along the way, everything we do, you know, always in that state of mind. And one one way to do this is to build that into our daily ritual and infuse ourselves with joy before we walk out the door, knowing that it's probably going to be tested, that we might be tested in the world with other people or with situations that might bring that level of joy down. But if it's really, really high, if we feel really, really good before we walk out the door, we're not going to go negative, right? And so we're going to be able to go out into the world in the spirit of joy and do our work. And that's what we really, really want because we need more joy in the world. Whatever person wants to bring it in, no one's going to complain if there's more joy in the world. Okay. So one of the things is that I want to share with you are some, some, the reason for that I wanted to do this podcast and also something that Abraham Hicks talks about in the, in the sense of joy. And the inspiration for this podcast actually came to me as I was watching a news article on YouTube about this young artist. She's actually a world-class, highly, highly gifted artist. Her name is Akiana. And I, I think the name is A-I-K-A-N-E. You can just YouTube it and find this, uh, probably a number of videos about her. But, but one thing that her mom said in this interview that really struck me and actually fed into this topic of joy, her mom said this. She said, Akiana doesn't do anything that she doesn't enjoy. She doesn't do math and she doesn't do a few other subjects because she doesn't enjoy it. Now, before you say, well, you know what? That girl's not a hard worker, this and that and the other thing. Let me tell you what she does do. On fairly frequent occasions, she will paint for 16 hours a day. She'll even skip lunch and she'll even skip breaks. She is so obsessed with painting. And actually, many people have described her as a child prodigy. And she was, she realized this gift at a young age. She started drawing, I want to say it, three or four years old. She did pencil drawing sketches. And then she graduated to painting uh, large pieces. I'm talking like, you know, maybe four by six or, or in that range. She's a really amazing artist. You can go and find her stuff on online and on YouTube. But when her mom said that to me, it really dawned on me that this goes back to the whole notion of mastery or of doing one thing really, really well to the exclusion of everything else. And it's basically the antithesis of being a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that's what she does. I mean, she people buy her paintings from all over the world. She is world-renowned, world-class. They're absolutely amazing. And when her mom said that, it dawned on me. And for the most part, this isn't the common notion that society tells us, is it? Society says you got to be well-rounded, you've got to know a bunch of stuff, you've got to do things that you don't enjoy in order to have a happy life. And I just want you to look at your own life. Maybe you have a different experience than I do, but it really resonated with me in all the things that I'm doing and asking that question, do I enjoy this? And is it going to bring the end, you know, if the, if the end justifies the means. And if we know the seeds that we plant in our thoughts and in our actions, the things we think, say, do, and feel 
aren't joy, will we ever get to bear the fruit of joy? So that's just, that's one of the things that I want you to contemplate and look at your own life. But when she said that, it really, really impressed upon me. And it was kind of the impetus for this podcast. World-class painter, deep practitioner in creating art that moves people. That is, that is definitely, from what I can see in my own humble experience, in the spirit of joy, created in the spirit of joy, and actually brings joy into the world from the other side, wherever we come from. There's no question about that in my mind. And if you go check out her work, I'd love for you to give me your feedback and let me know what you think. But go check it out. It is A-I-K-A-N-E. She's a young girl or was a young girl when this piece was done, but it really became the impetus for this show. The other things that, that fed into this show is something Abraham Hicks talks about. People always ask Esther Hicks and, and Abraham, who, you know, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? What's the meaning? And and her answer is always, the purpose of life is joy. That's her simple, concise answer. And that does correlate with some of the other information, all the other information that I've ever found on joy. And joy is, is what it is. Even during meditation, the the point of meditation is to quiet the mind to such a degree that our joy can naturally rise back up. Because the monkey mind that's always reaching, always grasping, always judging, always criticizing something, oftentimes it's our own self, right, suppresses that joy because that noise and that chatter is going to suppress that joy. When the noise and the chatter goes away, when we're meditating, our joy naturally rises. So it's like the we can't get away from joy. We can cut ourselves off from joy in a very real sense. And we do all out all the time, but we can never really squash it out altogether because it's, it's our nature and it's where we come from, where we're going. So the joy will naturally rise during meditation. So I, in both of these podcasts, I just want to basically plant that seed, basically put it out there. Think more about joy. Think about the things that you're doing, the actions you're taking and are they are you in a spirit of joy as you're doing those things and if you want joy as the end you know if you want to be happy if you want to have better experiences uh find more bliss then i my suggestion is to simply be in the spirit of joy more often you know even joseph campbell talked about this that if you follow your bliss everything's going to work out nicely for you because you're in the spirit of bliss. You're radiating bliss, right? It's emanating from your being. In my mind, only good things can come from that. And the people who have done that and focused on one thing at a time, like this gal, or like, say, Michael Jordan basketball player, or Tiger Woods golfer, or whoever else that has achieved really, really high levels, they're doing what they enjoy, right? doesn't mean it's going to be always easy. I guarantee you that there's times when Akiana, the painter, has an off day or something doesn't go right, but the but because she enjoys it, she pushes through that. And so it doesn't mean life's going to be easy for us. It just means that we're going to be in the spirit of joy more often than not as we're pursuing our whatever it is you're pursuing, right? So it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means it's going to be joyful, so that is today's podcast. I hope that you realized some benefit from it. If you did, please leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube or leave a comment on my website, gmarkphillips.com, letting me know if this is beneficial, if this is helpful to you. 
and also your own experience with using this type of concept in your own life, right? This joy nature, this being being in the spirit of joy. And share it with someone who you think might benefit from this information. And last but not least, why not subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow on social media where I share more behind the scenes stuff about some of the concepts that I talk about and upcoming podcasts, upcoming products. I'd love to connect with you and see what you're up to in your work. And you can check me out on social media at gmarkphillips or youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. All right. That's the podcast. Until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.